Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Business Radio X. I'm Duffy Dixon, the host of today's podcast. We're here to talk about some of the best career opportunities out there at a place we all know and love. Can you say smothered and covered, scattered, diced? That's right, it's Waffle House. With more than 2,000 locations across the Southeast, here's what you may not know. Waffle House is known as America's Place to Work, offering some of the best career opportunities within the restaurant industry. It's also known as America's Place to Eat. That brings me to our guest this time, and this is going to be Larry Sigler. He is the Director of Food Safety for Waffle House. And joining us also is Jerry Boss, who is the Director of Public Relations. Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Duffy. Good morning. Thank you, Duffy. Good morning. And I hope someone is wa- or listening to this enjoying Waffle House because uh, it's the perfect weather. You know, when it cools down here in the South, you want something warm and tasty. Yeah, that's that's when Waffle House is really at its peak for me. Uh, you know, we have talked a lot about career opportunities, and we're going to talk about that more. But given that we are still in this pandemic, you know, a lot of uh, states have opened and now are closing back down because there have been problems with uh, large gatherings and a lot of times with bars, right, and restaurants and things. But Waffle House has really led the charge when it comes to being safe in these times. And I want, Jerry, you're the director of food safety. What has Waffle House done? What is Waffle House doing as far as when it comes to food safety and COVID? The safety of our associates and customers is our number one priority and always has been. Um, Our food safety protocols are not new, but at the same time during the uh, pandemic, we have enhanced those and we will probably continue to do those enhanced sanitation methods even after the pandemic is over. Uh, One of the things that's come out as far as uh, COVID-19 is uh, airflow and ventilation in the uh, restaurants. Well, one of the things that's great about our restaurants is, of course, we sit on a pretty small platform. And because of that, the airflow in the restaurants turns over every 15 minutes. Wow. In larger restaurants, you may be looking at one hour for airflow to turn over. And that is a big deal as far as COVID-19. Also, the thing is, is if you're in our restaurant you're eating in our kitchen and that's where the airflow is coming in and going out and all of those things are sitting right there uh, to uh, take care of so what what else are we doing and what have we done one of the things that that we did is uh, we started enacting protocols for COVID-19 in March of 2020 Uh, we weren't waiting for it to happen we decided to get ahead of it. Now, I'll speak why in just a second. But we do uh, employee screening every day on every shift uh, to make sure our employees are well enough to work. Uh, we follow all CDC protocols as far as quarantining people, quarantining employees, and, and, and even our managers if necessary. Um, also contact tracing contact tracing is something that came in about midway through the crisis and uh, we started doing it in march and we've uh, done that for every situation every issue that we've had 
uh, going forward to today. So why, why were we able to do this? Uh, well, I think it's because of our experience in dealing with crises. I think everybody knows Waffle House is the first one open after a hurricane and everything. And we've been doing that for over 30 years. Right. In fact, Waffle House doesn't close. I mean, it is rare, if not unheard of, before this for a Waffle House to close. And that was one of, you know, we always talk about how severe is a storm that's coming. Well, it depends on how limited the menu is at a Waffle House, right? And then it was really a shock for everyone during COVID because for a short time you did have to close some locations. And that's just, again, unheard of for Waffle House, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. most definitely. That was was a big deal. I mean, we we had to learn how to open stores in the morning after closing them down at night, some of them. And some of them we closed uh, all the way down, about 700 stores at the worst point. So uh, we're really excited that the protocols that we had in place, Larry being, you know, the, the person on the, on the top end of that, making sure that our senior management and managers out in the field, our frontline workers were protected and felt safe, uh, that our procedures were in place, and that our customers, when they came in, could see the difference. And you absolutely can. If you haven't been to a Waffle House during the pandemic, uh, we went to one, my husband and I, and it was absolutely i mean everything was uh you had plastic between where people sat and even a lot of space and places people couldn't sit for anyone who loves to get shoulder to shoulder waffle house that is not happening right now it's not happening <laughs> by a long stretch but you're still able to serve people tell me a little bit too about because you said you basically are dining in the kitchen what sort of um what sort of challenges does that present well, it, it really doesn't. In fact, it makes it easier for, for us and I think for our customers because a lot of our customers don't come in just to eat. They come in for the show, too. And, uh, and that's what we offer at Waffle House is dinner and a show. And, uh, and a lot of people, that's all they can talk about. I see things all the time where they can't believe how great our cooks are and how great our uh, salespeople are as far as uh, taking care of them and being kind to them. Um, and that's just part of our culture and, and has been for uh, 65 years. Um, but with that said, and I'm going to turn this over to and Jerry, uh, but, uh, um, you know, I think the planning that we did prior to the lockdown opening up uh, allowed us to get open more quickly, to bring our people back uh, and uh, to get back where we are right now, which is probably at 95% of where we were pre-COVID. And to stay open. You haven't had to go back and change things because you had the plan in place. And, and, and Jerry, this is really where I should probably come to you is you already had, you know, I talk to businesses all the time. I do crisis communications planning. And I say to everybody, I don't care how big or small you are, you have to have a plan before crisis hits. And I think a lot of people may not have heeded that and no one thought of something like COVID. No one thought pandemic, right? Very few people. Right. Um, so for you being in the situation where you have dealt with natural disasters, everything else, how far off was this from the other things you do when you're in a crisis situation? Well, I think Larry alluded to it. One of the things that we've done over the 30 years and in the five years that I've been with the company and I've seen them do uh, firsthand now in this past year as the public director, uh, director of public relations, is that 
we have a, a team, a crisis team, uh, named individuals who come together in what we call our war room, if you will, our conference room up on the third floor. We have a playbook that we use for crises, and we added pandemic to it this year. Uh, but a lot of the things that we did, the communication from corporate office out in the field, uh, maintaining the, the phone calls and the emails that Larry, he's got some 12,000 emails, all dealing with COVID-19, keeping up with who's who, what's what, uh, who's been quarantined when. And the one thing that I'm really excited to be able to share with your listeners is that we have found with the robust contact tracing that we've done, that any of the people who have unfortunately come down with COVID in our restaurant didn't get it from the restaurant. They got wow. it from outside activities, going to the beach, hanging out at the bar, family gatherings. Uh, so we were quickly able to quarantine them and anyone who had been in close contact with them. Uh, and they've been few and far between. So that's been really exciting for us. Because if you remember, March 9th, we were the first case announced in Georgia, at yes. least. Uh, and so we were ready. Uh, we were ready with the protocols that we wanted to put in place. We had had the time watching the grocery stores and the big box stores try and deal with the large crowds and, and what to do with masks or not to mask and all of that. Right from get day one for us, our associates wore face coverings. And we already were doing hand washing. That's part of the stringent food safety protocols that restaurants have to do anyway. But what we did is we added more opportunities to do strict sanitizing of the surfaces in our restaurants and more often, more frequently so that uh, customers could see it. And we removed things from the tables that folks that come to know and love when they come in the Waffle House. One being the menu, which most people don't really use because they already know what they want to order. But our condiments were taken off the table so that we could make sure that we cleaned them in between each use. I mean, just things like that that were very important. Simple to do, uh, but something that had to be thought out. So when it came to opening day on April 27th of this year, we were ready to go. Our restaurants were set up. We had tables blocked off. We had booths blocked off. Uh, we had barriers in places like at the register to try and create more distance. We had places for people to stand indicated on spots on the floor, which we started with tape. And now we've got some really cool little circles uh, that tell you where to stand and, and all of that. Uh, we did curbside. We still offer that for people who aren't ready and willing. We have a system now with our cash register that will text you to say, hey, your food is ready. You give us your cell phone number and we'll text you. So that way you can come in and pick it up, or if you really, really, really don't want to come back in, we'll run it out to you. And Jerry, you mentioned that some of these things that have been innovation, really, or by necessitation, some of the stuff will continue. Have, has there been sort of some surprising things you've realized work really well? I'm thinking the texting when your meal is ready is a That's pretty- That's been a huge one. Yeah. When you say, Larry, huge. that has oh. been really big. Uh, our, our operators love it. Our uh, sales teams love it, uh, and the customers really enjoy because you get a better sense of how long it's going to be, and you don't have to have that contact if you don't wish to have it, even if it's very brief contact. Some people just aren't ready for that, and this gives them that option. Uh, and so e even for our associates, they feel relieved because that cuts down on the number of contacts that they need to be concerned about. One of the other things uh, in dealing with the hurricanes this year, of course, we had oh more than Oh, my goodness, we, yeah. Uh, is uh, that because of COVID, we went strictly to go when we opened up after hurricanes. And, and we found that it worked. It, 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 you know, we hadn't done that before. We opened up entirely, but we went strictly to go in the hurricane areas. 
and we found that everybody still came to us because we were probably the only people open anyway and uh, that was uh, that was uh, a huge thing that we learned this year uh, and just decided to continue it for every hurricane that we've dealt with which I guess that's four that we've dealt with so far right we're running out of letters we need the hurricane season to end because we're we're I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what comes after the Greek alphabet I don't want to know no that? Yeah. we don't want to know so let's transition here a little bit because obviously you mentioned that 95 percent of of the workforce is back people are working you've been really I know flexible with people's shifts uh, we've had a number of people on here who have fascinating stories about how they got into Waffle House, how they've gone up the ladder of success. Larry, quickly, where did you start in Waffle House and when? I started in 2000 with the company and uh, started as the uh, assistant uh, director of training and uh, then became the director of training after that. And I was director of training uh, up until I became director of food safety. And I've been dealing with food safety at the restaurants uh, for 15 years probably. So So did you ever, obviously I'm thinking you had some experience on the front line? Uh, I've, I've been working with restaurants and uh, before Waffle House with hotels as well, uh, dealing with training and uh, uh, human resource type issues. Uh, for over 20 years. So in your opinion, since you've come from other organizations in food service, what is what sets Waffle House apart? I think it's our culture. I think it's, it's just who we are and the people we have and, and the working together. Uh, and, and that's really what it's about. It's, it's, it's not like a business. It's like a family. And, and I think that's why I've been here 20 years. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be here a lot longer. Uh, so, uh, but it really, really is a family, and people do care about each other. You know, Larry is a good example of retention of employees. Yes. And, and a lot of times uh, that is the hardest part of running any sort of business, especially a restaurant, right? It's the turnover, finding good people. Uh, Waffle House prides itself in finding people and then giving them a reason to stay, giving them incentive to stay and move up the ladder if they choose and you've said it before anyone who shows an interest in management or in going up the ladder you will give them an interview you will give you know it may not turn out to anything but that's rare in itself if someone says i'd really like to think about going to the next step you honor that for every employee yeah we do we have a management program which obviously you can come in apply as a manager trainee to become a manager trainee with no guarantee at that point, but we will train you on everything that you need to know in terms of running your business. Uh, we also have us hourly associates who have either been grill operators or they have been salespeople, which are our servers, and they decide that they want to go into management. So there's an opportunity for them because we have a very strategic management program, training program that is open and available. Uh, one of the things that is very unique about Waffle House, and particularly when you think about the restaurant industry, Larry's talked about the safety things that we have put in place and that we have done before and are adding new and will maintain going forward that makes us stand apart in an industry that's been decimated by COVID. But another thing uh, that helps us to stand apart has to do with the employees and employee benefits. People may not know some of these, what I consider best kept secrets, if you will. But that Waffle House is employee-owned. 
that was one of the visions that our one of our founders, Joe Rogers Sr. had, was that every employee would have the opportunity to own a piece of the business. Wow. And any employee who wants to, uh, after they've had their service requirement met, can own shares in the private stock, because we're not publicly traded, we are privately held. Uh, and we've been doing that for 65 years to help associates build term wealth. Uh, it has proven to be a stable investment in the 65 years that it has been around. We have never had a negative stock return. All of our stock has been positive and has increased year over year. And even for 2020, as disastrous as a year as it's been in many respects, we still will have a positive stock return. Uh, and so it's, it's wonderful. You stay in the company, participate, you're able to grow your future wealth. You know, some people think of it maybe as a savings plan. We don't encourage it as that way because you really shouldn't be dipping in and out of it. It's like anything else. If you leave it to grow, it will grow. Right. Uh, but there, we do understand that life happens. The pandemic happened. So people were able to access their shares, sell back to the company, uh, and be able to get money on, out of their program to be able to help them as well. So that's a wonderful thing. Employee-owned. People don't think about that. Wow. Tell me some of the other benefits that, you know, here's the big thing right now with, uh, you know, the competitive uh, job market, a lot of people looking for jobs. Uh, people are being told it's not necessarily about the salary. Think about benefits. Benefits can make or break what you do. So it's some some of the other benefits that stand out. Well, we've never talked about this. this no, we, we haven't. We haven't. And I'm excited to be here to be able to share some of that. There, there are some unique benefits that we believe are unique to us. And then, of course, benefits that we hope other companies also would be offering. But something this year that's new uh, because of the pandemic and is a result of the pandemic is something that we're called keeping faith with our workers. They're really called pothole payments. So if you, you know that during, during this pandemic, we had to uh, furlough employees, something that was a first in the history of Waffle House, right. a very difficult decision to do. We also took pay cuts. Those of us who remained working took significant pay cuts with the senior management taking the deepest cuts to be able to shield the junior managers uh, and other workers who weren't making as much as they were uh, to be able to keep more of their income. But you know, if you started off with a target income of X and then they turn around and tell you we're gonna cut that, and so now that that's more of a, a why, uh, that created a pothole, you know, a dip in the road. Gotcha. You, we've, we know potholes in Georgia, right? Especially right. DeKalb County. <laughs> <laughs> we know potholes. So uh, the thing that we have decided to do in keeping faith with our workforce this year is that we didn't go into debt to fund operating losses. That's why the pay cuts and the furloughs were important. But as of late September, affected associates were brought back to 100% of their pre-COVID income targets, and we are committing to filling the potholes that they suffered as a result of the pay cuts. Wow. So they're gonna be pothole payments, and there have already been some, to manager trainees, managers, and grill operators, uh, and support team members affected by the pay cuts. As a matter of fact, the grill operator pothole payments are gonna be starting very soon, uh, in the next week or so. So they can expect to see them uh, very soon on their paychecks. That's interesting because a lot of companies, uh, I think many, many people in 2008, 2009, we've got, we went through furloughs, right? And we took pay cuts. You never saw that money again. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're paying it back. Uh, and as long as we continue to generate positive cash flow, 
we're going to keep faith with the workforce and, and make sure that we repay them, even though the company will not recoup its pothole, which is several million dollars, which we'll never see. Uh, but we, before even the pothole payments, we also decided to do what we call weekly over-the-shoulder pay. Uh, that was first given to those Waffle House associates who weathered the storm with us, who took the pay cuts, uh, had fewer people to work with, but stayed open for our customers, were there actually doing the uh, safety protocols, which were some additional things that they had to do on top of things they were already doing. And so once we were able to come back and generate a positive cash flow, we decided to make thank you payments to people who had stayed and who had, who had borne the burden of the work. And we just, we couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. We really couldn't have. Uh, so that's unique for this year. But something else that's new, but comes out of something old, uh, is pay time off. It's new, but for 40 years, we had vacation pay, where it, which was paid out two times a year based on the average hours worked. Uh, and it was paid automatically, whether you took the time off or not. And that was for all level of associates, grill operators, uh, servers. So it didn't, that didn't matter who you were. You got your vacation pay. Well, the pandemic brought some things into focus. And we decided to change it, make it even more flexible, which is our new PTA pro, PTO program. So rolled out this year what it is, one hour earned for every 30 hours worked, paid out automatically four times a year. You don't have to request it. It just gets paid out to you. Uh, if you're fewer than 10 years with us, you get paid at about a rate of $9 an hour. And 10 years or more gets paid out at a rate of about $13.50 an hour. And of course, it's paid time off. So whether you take the time or not, you're still getting paid the money. Wow. Yeah. So we recognize, you know, like I said, there were some new things that came on board with the pandemic. People needed to be able to have even more flexibility than we already were offering. I mean, we're pretty flexible with shifts. We help each other, sales uh, servers, our service salespeople and grill operators, they worked with each other, one another. Hey, I, can, I, can I take this time and would you sh switch a shift with me? They do that all the time. Uh, and so we are, like I said, ha we had the vacation pay, so people could take time off, but now they have even greater flexibility and they'll receive uh, a larger amount. You know, flexibility was one of the big things. Uh, you know, when this pandemic hit, everyone was asked to be flexible. You know, I, I keep telling the story you know, to people, imagine both working parents, your kids go to school, mm -hmm. all of a sudden everyone's under one roof, you know, no one's going anywhere. So you're asking people to, you know, take on new technology, right? The Zoom and everything, you know, do, yep. doing Zoom or um, um, Microsoft Teams. Uh, you're, you're trying to make meals. You've got your children at home. You've got two people, if not more, working under the same roof, trying to find their own workspace. I mean, there was a lot to be, uh, there was a lot to do, not to mention those who did and still do want to get out and work. Right. So flexibility has been one of the things, you, you say that you were already flexible and you were able to be more flexible. Is that something that Waffle House attracts people to Waffle House? I, I, I can't imagine you wouldn't be getting more people wanting to work there now because everyone's, this is not going away anytime soon. Everyone's thinking, I need to be, I need to be more flexible. Well, and that's, that's certainly one of the things that brought a lot of people to us in the beginning, pre-COVID, uh, particularly our grill operator ranks and our servers because they could be flexible on their shifts. They could be part-time, they could be full-time. It was up to them what they wanted to do. But even our managers, I mean, a lot of people don't realize first shift, managers generally work first shift. 
Uh, and then they keep tabs tell, tell on the people business. people what first shift oh, is. Uh, that is from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> uh, and so once you got proficient at doing the job, you could be home 2.30, 3 o'clock in time for the school bus to pick your kids up. Right. Uh, and so even with keeping tabs on a 24-hour business, you had the flexibility of doing that. Now we have additional tracks that we've added in the last year, year and a half with our second shift assistant managers and our third shift supervisors who also have a managerial role which lessens the burden for the unit manager, the restaurant manager for that particular restaurant. And so we all work together to support one another in this endeavor of the 24 hour, seven day a week 365, 366 this year, days <laughs> right. that we're open to be there for our customers. And our our people, are they're loyal that way. And they love what they do or they wouldn't do it. Okay, let's talk brass tacks because everybody likes to talk about the money. Okay. You know it's rude to talk about salaries. But I don't care because you're here and I just want to just give people a sense. <laughs> now, obviously, everyone out there listening, this is flexible, obviously. Uh, you know, but we talk a lot about... Um, minimum wage jobs and I think some people would look at something like Waffle House and compare it unfairly if probably to like a fast food job that is not what this is and again the idea is when you work for Waffle House if you want and you guys have said this in the past if you want to stay a line cook you can stay a line cook but if you don't want to stay a line cook you don't have to stay a line cook you're not put into a box so let's start let's talk a little bit about salaries and what is possible what is probable okay well the last time we were here and, and jerry novak was here talking about our grill operators in the rockstar program and the fact that grill operators can on average make between depending on the level that of a skill uh, we have grill operators we have master grill operators and we have rock stars and we're you know starting at ten dollars an hour 10 10 50 an hour all the way up to nearly 17 an hour i mean you can make really good money yeah run the grill and, and and that doesn't include the bonuses uh, that are available. Uh, uh, uh. Our servers are the same way. Uh, because of the care that they give to customers, customers reward them with huge tips. We have people who fight over shifts. And particularly with the holidays coming up, even though we are in COVID mode, people are still looking forward to the holidays because that's our Super Bowl. It's the biggest time of the year for us. And uh, our servers, good servers, who spend time with their customers and have good skills make great money. Now we can't tell you exactly what that is because it's tips, right. largely tips, and they don't always report them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have to estimate uh, on that, uh, but making sure that they are that they are well trained, and then those well trained veterans help train the newer ones to become as good as they are and to make those tips. So that's on the hourly level. But on the management level as well, there's great opportunity. There are bonuses that are available on the management position, but like I was saying, a range for unit managers, which is someone who is running just one restaurant, responsible for anywhere from 30 to, to 60 people. Uh, the, the compensation range is anywhere from 45000 to $61,000 a year, and that doesn't include bonuses. Wow. Okay, and they would be in that position an average of 12 to 18 months some shorter, some longer, just depending on uh, what was available promotion-wise at the time and w whether they were relocatable or some of those other options. Now, a district manager is the next level where you're responsible for three restaurants. And the compensation range there is anywhere from 65800 to 98600 Again, there's still additional bonuses that are available. 
Uh, average time spent in that position can be anywhere from one to three years. And then again, we have people who decide to stay at that level. They, they don't want to go any further, and that's fine. Uh, we continue to support them and continue to make sure that they have uh, continuing education and, and uh, support with their teams that they build. The division manager level is the next level, responsible for six to 11 restaurants. Compensation range can be anywhere from $91,700 to about $119,300 a year. Again, there are still bonuses that are available there. I, ju uh, I just want to point out right now, uh, the people in the studio, their eyes just popped out of their heads when they <laughs> <Yeah>. heard that. <laughs> like well, people so, don't realize. I was like, I, well, mean, I, said, I said, what? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a former did unit you manager. Bring, did you bring any uh, any applications? Because I feel like you're going to have a lot more employees after this. <laughs> WHcareers.com. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The application is yeah. online. And you did. You went to, I, I yeah. talked over you there. Where did you start? I actually started with the manager trainee program, which every person who wants to go into management has to become. It doesn't matter if you've been a manager at some other restaurant for 10 years, everybody starts on the same level because we are homegrown. So there are no skipsies. There's no one who can come in and say, well, I've been a general manager at X restaurant, so I should start at this level. Nope, you're gonna be a trainee just like I was. I was a trainee, I graduated out of the trainee program, became a unit manager in Conyers, Georgia. I uh, also was a manager in Porterdale, Georgia. I became a district manager, so I was responsible for three stores and the success of three unit managers to try to help them be as successful as they could be and to continue to help their teams be successful. Uh, and then I came to the corporate side with uh, training and now in the public relations department. So I've seen it, I've lived it. I know what it looks like. I know what it is to make schedules and to work with people to encourage them in their jobs when maybe they come in and they don't feel the magic, but they need to have that pixie dust in the air for when their customers come in. And, and keeping that momentum going and the tough times sometimes that happen when you've got a full restaurant, of course, pre-COVID, <laughs> you know, you got a free, free, full restaurant and you're trying to get those orders out on time. And so it's just a wonderful give and take situation and relationship. It's really the people that keep you going, the customers, they come back every day. Some folks come back every day at the same time. They order the same thing. We know it before their foot hits the door. We've already got the food on the grill. Uh, the coffee's already been poured, and all they got to do is sit down. So that's that's who we are. And first names matter at Waffle House. Good morning, and Jerry. Good morning, Duffy. Good morning. Welcome to Waffle House. You right. know, that's that's our culture. So for anyone who's never been uh, in a Waffle House, or the next time you're in one, it's very important to watch when it gets busy. And I've actually witnessed this. I didn't know who these people were, and at first I was like, Are those just random people stepping behind the counter? No. It was actually managers who I don't know if they were just stopping in or were eating there, but it was it got a little busy and someone stood up and started helping with the drinks. Mm -hmm. Right? I think this was pre COVID. Um, but it was so amazing and I thought, Who who's the random person? And and they all knew each other by name and it clearly was someone who wasn't wearing maybe the uniform but was there. It was the coolest thing. It was like, Hey, let's just catch up and it took I mean, you know, two minutes. And they were back on track. It was the neatest thing. And I thought, where else do you see someone who's off the clock, sees that things aren't running well, and jumps behind the counter? I mean, it may happen, but I've never seen it and seeing it firsthand. And everyone you've brought in here, no matter what they do, they really love what they do. I mean, I've told you, I think this is crazy. Are you sure? Are you just bringing in the ringers? No, this is the way it is. Uh, you know, our senior management, people think, you know, when I get 
calls from reporters. They want to talk to somebody in the C-level suites. We don't have C-level suite people. <laughs> right. All of our senior-level uh, folks are out in the field. Even our CEO and president, Walt Amer, who does have an, uh, a cubicle. We, all, we live in a cube farm uh, on multi-levels in our corporate office. He is out in the field more times than he's in the office. Our chairman, Joe Rogers, Jr., uh, recovering from some back surgery that he had a few months ago, is still out in the restaurants. I mean, he couldn't get back fast enough. He missed not being there uh, earlier this summer on some of the holidays, 4th of July, Memorial Weekend, that he couldn't be in the restaurants. But that's what we do. It's called showing up. It's very important. It's important to the unit manager who is running that restaurant every day. It's important to the servers. It's important to our grill operators and our customers to see that our senior management will walk, work side by side with our people. Uh, and so when you see, sometimes you'll walk into a restaurant, a Waffle House, and you'll see some folks standing over by the jukebox all in uniform, and they're just kind of, you know, talking, that kind of thing. But the minute it gets busy, they're behind the counter. Right. They're on the grill. They're washing dishes. They're taking out trash. <laughs> right. They're cleaning. Those are senior men. These are our executive vice presidents, our senior vice presidents, our area vice presidents. This is what they do. So, Joe, so, so Jerry, or Larry, Jerry, no, I'm sorry. And Jerry and Larry, you're making it hard on me. Larry, you go into a lot, a lot of times you go in, we're talking food safety. We're talking about something that I don't know if they're happy to see you because, you know, you're there to make sure they're doing anything right. What, what's the greeting you get? And is that part of the fun of the job is getting in there, you know, with them and, and helping them do things? I mean, sure. you know, you, you could easily sit in the cubicle. <laughs> I, I do not spend much time in the office. Now, I have spent more time this year uh, dealing with COVID than I uh, have in the past, but I'm probably out in the restaurants 80% of the time. That's where, where we are. That's where it's happening, and, and everybody knows me. I mean, because uh, when I was director of training, I put most of them through uh, Waffle House University. Uh, but uh, the thing is, is uh, y you know, we're all together. We're, we're a family, and it's just like and Jerry was saying, you know, if I'm in a restaurant and it gets busy, I'm going to be in there washing dishes or doing whatever I can do to get things to level out. That, that's what we all do. Uh, everybody in the corporate office and uh, in, in management is working Christmas Day. Everybody. Wow. Everybody. I mean, I, I've 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 worked Christmas Day. I've worked July Fourth. I've worked other holidays. Uh, and as I said, if I'm in a restaurant and you know it gets busy or something's going on, the power's gone out or whatever, or we're in a hurricane situation, what whatever needs to be done, we do together. I was going to just say one thing real quick. Uh, we're talking about opportunities. Uh, there was a young lady who was a salesperson. Uh, in Pensacola, Florida, and uh, uh, when she retired after 36 years with the company, she was a senior vice president. Wow. Barbara Hammock. Yeah, Barbara Hammock. Yep. yep. There's your success story, everybody. Thank you so much again for joining us, and, and I, I got all excited because you talked about Waffle House and Christmas, so I don't know the next time we're going to meet, but I can't wait to hear the stories, and again, I've told you, if you if you want to see some real cool stuff on Christmas and around Christmas, go to Waffle House because people walk in with gifts for their uh, sales personnel or the managers, the server, servers, and the grill operators, 
and then, and then you'll have the sales associates whip out a gift for other people. I, I, I know we're in COVID, but I hope we can figure out a way to keep doing that because it, it really did warm my heart. I mean, these, you're right. Everyone is on a first name basis. These are, these are relationships. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, if you want to know more about Waffle House and the opportunities, again, and Jerry, give us where people can go. www.whcareers.com. Uh, and that is, you know, go there. Applications are available. There are a couple of benefits I didn't get a chance to talk about, but, you know, paid maternity leave, not something heard of in the restaurant industry. Right. We offer it. Uh, of course, we've got our medical uh, and we also tobacco cessation program for free. Uh, vacations, of course, very generous. And we also, in this time of COVID, very important, our com psych guidance resources which are accessible to every associate 24 hours a day, seven days a week, free personal, be mental health, legal, financial, and work-life solutions. So Waffle House isn't just America's place to eat. It's America's place to work, and we want to see you there. Join us on this journey to greatness. We're, we're, we're excited about it. It's a culture of inclusivity. Anyone who wants to work can work. Thank you both so much. What a great show. I really appreciate it. We want to remind our listeners that you can enjoy this interview anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Gwinnett Business Radio. This show is also going to be available on all the major audio platforms, including Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever you play your favorite podcasts. Until next time, I'm Duffy Dixon. Thanks for joining us on Business Radio X, smothered and covered, by the way, this, this time. All right. Thank you. Thank you.